County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole story told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Welcome back to Where We Landed. I'm Scott Miller, one of the hosts this week. We've got an incredible guest this week, which can't wait to introduce. But also joining me as a host this week, Alicia Hazelwood. Hello, hello. And Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. So I guess that's the point where I say, hey, I've got a great question. (laughs) 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 Kylie is so annoyed with me because I make this really awkward every time. So anyway, so we want to learn a little more about each other as hosts and our guests. So I'm going to ask this question. What's the worst haircut you've ever rocked? So mullets are coming back, goatees, stuff like that. So what's the worst haircut that you have rocked? Uh, <clears throat> you're looking at me, so I'll go first. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So my mom is a hairdresser. Uh-oh. And I think we've mentioned on the podcast before that I have some memory issues, but I do have a memory that sticks out of going to uh, one of her conferences with her um, and they needed a model for a haircut. So they had like this this hairstylist that had come from either a, another country, a big city, and they was that was like the the big show. And the hair model apparently had backed out. And so um, she volunteered me to have my haircut. Um, I can't remember how old I was, maybe like elementary, middle school, and um, got. Uh, my yearbook picture that year was kind of like one of those ones where like you put a bowl on your head and like went around. But that, I think that was like after my mom fixed it. Um, so what year was I, this? Because we need to find the yearbook picture, Iris. <laughs> I think she it, found Scott jumping out of an airplane. We need this hair hair picture, which never made it to social media. I'll remind everyone that's still safe in our group text. Awesome. That has never <laughs> been on social media. She said it was in a yearbook. Her what yearbook year? picture. You'll never know. She said elementary school, so that's only a few grades. <laughs> all right, all right, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Other people, bad hair. So I think for me, the bad haircut was um, my mom was super, super fangirl over Princess Diana. And so I had the feathered Princess Diana haircut mm. that was kind of short. Iris is laughing because she actually remembers me with that haircut because it was like my freshman, sophomore year of high school. Wow. I've had a lot of bad haircuts, but, <laughs> but probably the one that takes the cake, um, four or five years old, mom left the room, um, and I had scissors and, um, <laughs> cut, I thought I was cutting straight bangs, but apparently it made a V shape <laughs> and pictures, church pictures were that weekend, I think. <laughs> and so that was uh, a nightmare for my mom, but anyway, the V, V, V in the front, upward and you look like you got a little bit of a calic there in the oh, front too. I, I bet like that looked calyx, yeah, yeah, I bet so that was, looked really good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good look. <laughs> it was a good look. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Uh, two different ones. One was intentional. One's not. So the <laughs> the intentional one was I was in the era of doing the steps. You know, oh. so I had. I, I think it was the frosted tips on top <laughs> with stair steps cut in on the sides. And I'm sorry to say that was the. That was the intentional, the, the intentional was the, one, right? Yeah, that the, was the, the in intentional haircut. The the bad one 
was my cousin was going through beautician school and needed a guinea pig and she babysat us all summer every summer so i was that guinea pig and so her <laughs> first time doing those frosted so rewind a few years when we first did it she, you know she put the cap on my head pulled the hair through the cap <laughs> that's not how they even highlight anywhere i don't think i've never seen any guys doing that in recent years so she pulled it through highlighted those then took it off and then cut her cut my hair like a guy with a with clippers so everywhere you shave is a spot of blonde <laughs> all over my head so you're supposed to cut your hair and then highlight it right. she highlighted then cut mm. so i don't know if she passed but she i'm gonna say is still in business and cutting people's hair <laughs> i may or may not go to her anymore is she here but locally? I, love her, I love her dearly she's like a sister and, <laughs> but she does not touch your hair anymore no all right well that was really a great way to get to know each other a little bit better. Um, I have the pleasure of introducing our guest today, uh, Bobby Browder, a friend of all of ours, um, financial advisor here in the community, beautiful wife, two wonderful children, uh, has a little bit of a, a, a career background that I'm excited for people to hear about because I think people uh, see you out in the community you know, um, in your philanthropic efforts and your financial advising business, you don't know all the cool stuff you've done in the past. So you're starting to blush a little bit, but I think this is going to be fun. I can't wait to, to hear what comes up, but you have actually prepared your own little introduction for us. I like to be prepared for things. So I did my own research. I listened to, you know, one of your previous episodes. And it is the up. first podcast this, ever. This is the to. first podcast I've ever been a part of. And also the first podcast I've ever listened to. So because we're I that thought, good. <laughs> well, if it's the first time, I, I watched Iris's. You listen to Iris's. You listen to Iris's. See, see how, how much a novice I am. <laughs> and Iris is back in the background, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So. so, so in Iris's episode, I assume we played two truths and a lie. But I thought you commented that you—that's what you did normally. So well, that's why I prepared yeah. something. Yeah, we did it. Um, we went through that uh, all together. Yeah. So yeah, you've prepared that. So let's let's roll with it. All right. All right. This <laughs> might might or might not lead to other discussions. Great. But I can't wait. Uh, all right. So two two truths and a lie. Um, I, uh, I sweated to the oldies with Richard Simmons. <laughs> um, I am thinking about running for mayor. Um, and as a lifeguard, I once saved someone that was not drowning. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we know some of them. We you all know, know well, one of them the that is I, true. I, you know. <laughs> and I cannot wait to hear the full story. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Ugh. So the sweated to the oldies was that like in person with Richard Simmons, or you just like watched the videos in person? Oh, that's interesting. I'd like to hear that story too. I'm gonna say running for mayor is the lie. Yeah, I'm gonna say that as well. Same. This is gonna be really bad for your campaign. I if I know, I'm not running. I was gonna please. run, but after this, no. Yes, that is the lie. Okay. I, I, I I support my community, but I do not want anything to do with politics. <laughs> Fair enough. I keep it out of my office. I keep it Fair, right out, out of right. my life as much as possible. Fair enough. Okay, so you're, one of your truths there is a story that we absolutely have to tell. So we're coming a little bit out of order here today. So um, let's hear that story, and then we'll start. Which one? Um, the drowning. The drowning. Okay. Yeah, Bobby Baywatch. So my, <laughs> it's so yeah. good we named it. <laughs> Bobby Baywatch. <laughs> and, and I forgot that you already knew the story, so I wouldn't have prepared that. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> In high school, I was a lifeguard. I get, let's, let's back up. An interesting fact about that is I almost drowned when I was little. 
okay. uh, about four years old. Why is that funny, Iris? Yeah, Iris is laughing. That's <laughs> okay. So I almost drowned when I was little. I took lessons at the YMCA, and you know, they, you jump off the diving board. They they bring you over to the side with a hook. Mm-hmm. And I went on vacation with my dad, and in California, and uh, his new wife, my stepmom Karen. And I, I'm like, watch, I can swim. And I jumped in and no, there, nobody hooked no, you. But there was no hook, right? <laughs> Where was the YMCA, you know, instructor to pull me to the side? And so I, he jumped in and saved me after he was waiting, waiting to see for it, you right. to he see you swim, right? Right, because I just told him I could swim. So he kind of gave me some time. Oh, we must be swimming underwater. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, he jumped, so I really never put my face in water for years after that. And finally got to be about 13. And I said, I, I need to, I can't do this anymore. So I, Went back to the Y with all the little kids and took <laughs> swimming lessons. Okay. Uh, sort of learned to swim. And then just kind of went, I became a scuba diver, lifeguard. I was all in. Mm. So fast forward. Now I'm in high school. I got my lifeguard job at the Elks. Got the mm. black shorts guard down the side. I thought, I mean, it was <laughs> in its heyday of the famous show, uh-huh. Baywatch. So I thought I was David Hasselhoff. Um, <laughs> so we're on vacation in, you know, for spring. I think it was spring break on Myrtle Beach. And of course, I'm going to take my guard shorts to, <laughs> to go on vacation, right? I want to show them off. So I'm literally wearing my guard shorts, probably not even legal on the beach with other lifeguards, but, you know, <laughs> take, taking their fame. So the Coast Guard, in my defense, is looking for a missing person in the water with the helicopters and the whole thing. So everybody knows there's a missing swimmer or something. And I'm sitting there next to my aunt, my mom, and I look at the shore down, down a bit and I see a person face down, literally washing against the shore. I mean, just against the tide and then back out hitting the sand with their head. I'm like, that guy, that that guy's in trouble. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that might be the, so my aunt notices it. And and I'm like, yeah, I gave it a beat. And I looked, I'm like, it's time. And I did, I mean, I think I was running in slow motion. <laughs> it's go time. And I, and I was, I was running through the water in the, in the low tide, in the, in the tide. I mean, I, I was epic. I wish I had it a camera, epic. right? I thought I was the coolest were thing. Tip, and I was going to be the guy. Were your tips frosted at this time? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I, as soon as I got right at him, I was, you know, going to grab him to turn him over because he was face down. And I see that he's got goggles on and he's just slowly going to the side and taking a breath and putting his head down. <laughs> Who floats face down intentionally when there's a missing person? I scared the bejesus out of this guy. And he was, I mean, I I just apologized. And in fairness, it was his fault. Obviously (laughs) I was trying to be, you know, a good person and Uh, help somebody that's, but you have been a good person because there was an opportunity where you broke your uh, Apple watch brand new because you were Uh, being a good person. It's my first Apple watch. Um, Yeah. It was at my office um, and there was a, um, uh, a lot of sirens going on. And so I went outside to see what's going on because they're in our parking lot um, chasing someone that was uh, on a scooter. The police were. And there were probably five or seven different cars kind of chasing him. And he's, he can get away from He's going through parking lots, through grass. Right. So he, he's really being evasive. And as I walk outside, he, I saw him jump off the scooter right next to my front door and take off running. And so uh, law enforcement then goes surround the area. They go wide to make sure he not, doesn't run too far. And so my uh, office manager and I are walking outside to see what's going on. And all of a sudden he's running back at us and there's nobody chasing him. And there's no, I look around like there's no police officers around me. So 
I just so what do you do? What do you do? Right? I mean, Bobby Sab- Baywatch. Sab- Sab- Sabrina in my office ha- had a black belt, so I thought she's got my back. Well, how could, this can't go wrong. So at first, I'm like, just just stop, just you know, just try to slow him down and give it up. I don't know why he would listen to me. Um, and and I saw one one officer then turn the corner and was was chasing him. Um, and so he wasn't going to stop and he was telling me to, you know, get out of the way and, and certain expletives. So I was like, all right, it's go time. Bobby Baywatch. And I was a wrestler. So I, I mean, I literally, I literally did a, did a takedown two points, you know, and I I just wrapped him up and kind of took him down and and held his hands down in case he had a weapon or something. So, and and at that time, the poor police officer did trip in the alley and just bit it hard and slid on the gravel. He was all cut up. I felt really bad, but I had to, but after I held him down, I look up like, I can't do anything else (laughs) what else can i do but and so then they they got there but again no dash cam no police officer no there's no evidence of this Um, except the broken yeah because my watch scraped the ground uh, scuffed your knee a little right your your suit pants yeah yeah but uh (laughs) reggie neville's stopped by uh later that day and offered me an application but Decide I was I'm just good. not here. I'm good. Yeah. And yeah. you did get a key to the city for that. So it's more like that, a luggage that, key. It's one of those miniature oh. ones that you go, you know, it, it's not like the, I, I think I'm pretty sure there's a more official one that, uh-huh. that they give to really important people. <laughs> I got the, so the it, little, it doesn't actually open anything or get uh, you anything. I, Is I it did, in a frame or anything? It, it, my wife took the newspaper clipping <laughs> <laughs> and, and framed it and put the key in it. Um, and also, the but the chief of police did give me a challenge coin. That was that was an honor. Oh, okay. that, they give that to very yeah. uh, special people. And, uh, and yeah. I, I thought that was a great thing. That's we awesome. laugh and tease, but you are a very special person. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can't even say it without laughing. You're so, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'm really glad <laughs> we, really those are. were two stories I had to make sure we made on the podcast. So we did them right off the bat. I oh, like that. Good. So now we're going to round back. The first question we always ask, you might not know this because you've only listened to one episode. <laughs> but Look, can you pull over and park wow. a little bit? I'd like yeah, to let's hear pull the over Richard, Richard Simmons. Oh, that could be a quick one. Yeah. I'll, I'll oh, yeah. Uh, so you, uh, yes, as you, as you mentioned, I, my former career was in production work and theater and live concerts, live events. And so right out of college, I have a theater degree. A lot of people don't know in, in technical mm-hmm. theater and design. So I went to work for Carnival Cruise Lines. My wife and I did. So we did that for a year, lived on the boat. I mean, it was, it, it was one of the most fondest memories right out of college. It's a great transition into adulthood because mm-hmm. you don't quite have to be an adult. Someone <laughs> can make your bed and feed you and you go to the crew mess. <laughs> it was great. Um, and so I, whenever special groups came on, it was my job to make sure they had all the equipment they needed, lights, sound, whatever. And so Richard Simmons had his crews to lose. And they <laughs> came on the- to lose. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, you, oh, could, you could go sailing with Richard Simmons. And, <laughs> uh, and so I got to know him a little because it was for the whole week. Yeah. So we did an event every day with him and it was his 50th birthday. And so we had parties and we had ice sculptures so just kind of organizing all that with him and it was i was the host that had to make sure he had all the technical stuff he needed in each room and um i went over and i love when people are energetic and obviously he is uh and so i would go above and beyond and i would turn on i even turn on the laser system he's doing oh screws lose on stage and and <laughs> turning on lasers and fog and all that he, they don't usually get that for just you really guests. went above and beyond right. so he called me down like from the booth and i went up on stage and i i have a full picture eight, eight by ten picture of me dancing with were richard you, simmons i need to know were you dressed like i, I was in, i was <laughs> well like what like him in, yeah in, no. like 
Because I'm picturing like the videos you see and then the people in the uh-huh. background are dressed kind of like the in large that. tank top yeah. shirts. And <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I just had on my work clothes. And, oh, oh uh, dang. But uh, <laughs> he did, we were engaged at the time. He, he gave us a like a $600 Real? tip as a wedding oh, wow. as a wedding gift because Corey and I were um he called her feather because she she danced on the cruise ships while I did the production work and uh, she, it was kind of our wedding present as oh a, how cool is that he was a really really cool guy is That's very cool yeah. yeah okay now we're gonna get back we're now 16 minutes in so we're gonna get back to the first question we always ask everyone okay. which is how did you land here so um we know you graduated from Marion but Scott likes to go back to birth. You can tell us as in much detail. Well, did you have that conversation last week? You had dinner with my mom. It sounds like so, well, <laughs> did you any birth stories. We heard some really good stories. Okay. I'll uh, bring some of those up here. Yeah. So I was born and raised here in Grant County. Uh, went to Francis Slocum, McCullough and the high school and um, born and raised here. And then, as I said, went to college and met my wife. We worked on the ship. We worked, uh, we worked in Chicago, kind of traveled around a little bit and then, and found my way home probably, 2007. Um, in that former career I was talking about, I traveled all the time. So when we had kids, um, really needed to be by, you know, my parents to help Corey out. So she wasn't a single mom all the time and having to try to work herself. So, uh, we moved back to Marion to be around family and raise the kids around family. Um, so that's what brought us back here. And I still traveled at the same time, um, before I started with Ever Jones. So, um, what brought us here was kind of I have a large family. I don't know if you talked about that with her, but I think we're up to like 115 cousins alone. Um, she's one of seven kids and my parents are divorced and remarried. And that's a whole other podcast <laughs> extra in itself. Bland, extra blending. It's, I have one of the most successful, blessed, divorced child stories. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. that my parents danced at my wedding after being divorced for, uh, you know, decade um i can have one thanksgiving everybody comes over i mean they, they 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 love each other they love me and and there's never bickering it's it's the most successful divorce story i think i've ever heard <laughs> yeah it just didn't work right right they're like so where did you go to college and you said you met Corey. so she from here not from here how how did that all play out? Yep. We um, went to Ball State. I didn't know Corey. She's not from here. She's from, um, she went to Highland High School, North Highland, not Anderson Highland, but uh, by Crown mm-hmm. Point, Maryville area. And um, she was studying ballet, musical theater there. And I was in production again. So it was the end of our first semester when they had their dance show um, called Dance, Dance, Dance. It's very original. <laughs> uh so I was stage managing backstage and she's dancing and I'm kind of watching this girl. I mean, she's this cute blonde first semester in college. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I was kept noticing her and she would, she did this satin doll dance with, uh, she had a chair and they, they kind of drug the chairs as they were exiting the stage and the blackout. I'm like, can I take your chair for you? Like trying to be, be available <laughs> to help her and make a good impression, but didn't lead to anything. And so I thought, you know what? there's a cast party after the show wraps up. I better go. And so uh, I went and uh, asked her if she needed to ride home and the rest <laughs> is history. So, Very it's, good. Yeah, so then we, so when Smooth. we moved back here, I mean, when you talk about kind of the Grant County isms or whatever, the, the image of what even Marion has in Fort Wayne, Kokomo, our surrounding, you know, it, it, I think a lot of what we have is a PR problem and that didn't escape Corey of what she knows and heard about Marion and Grant County. Um, so it wasn't a, yeah, let's go live in Marion for her. But after being here, 
she wouldn't be anywhere else. This mm -hmm. is this is she loves this community. She needs to be adopted, I think, or, or give the <laughs> honor the honorary. No. Yeah. She needs uh, her own little key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you guys moved here, raised your kids here, something that I think um maybe people some people may be aware of, some people aren't, but how um, philanthropic you and Corey really are all of the different things that you're involved in that you give back to. Um, why don't you share a little bit about how you have been able to be and feel connected through all of those efforts? I believe that I didn't get here on my own. Um, and, and not just my parents, but the people that have impacted my life from Richie Walton to Jeff Thorne, obviously in the, the in the theater start, that's what got me started. The, you know, back in the day we had the, the actual public television station out of Marion high school that broadcasted. I, I hate that that's gone, yeah. but that's where I originally started and the people that shaped that all the way through. Um, so I, it's, it's not about, I've been given so much and I want to give back, but it, and it sounds cliche, but it's true. It's, I have been blessed with so much that, that I carry around guilt about that. And I want to give it away as, as much as I possibly can. Um, and our community does need that. And we need other people and mentors and, and people to, to show what the possibilities are because in small towns like this, we get stuck with, you've never left this area. You don't even know what the possibilities are outside mm -hmm. of that. So I want to make there's, make sure there's opportunities that people's eyes are open to what is possible in their lives uh, and that their situation, whether good or bad, they're not stuck in it. Yeah. And you, so we mentioned you do Edward Jones, but you have this strong theater background and I know you've worked with CSA, you've worked with Marion high school marching band and theater there. Like what are some of your favorite memories as an adult that you've been able to do locally that maybe you had participated in when you were a kid? Yeah. I, so I was in marching band in high school for a couple of years. So I played tenor sax for four years, middle school and high school. Um, and now that my daughter is in high school and plays tenor sax, um, <laughs> and in marching band. So yeah, I'm all in for that uh, right? to help her. So we're literally there till 10, 10 30 last night and every night this week, painting props, building props with other parents. And even the students show up, um, uh, you know, we did those trailers What when we were, I mean, this is just kind of a, a small example of the other things, but when we would go to these competitions with other schools around our, our state, we looked different than them. And the kids felt that they didn't, they already, they pulled in a parking lot and felt that they weren't good enough already mm -hmm. just compared to, you know, these other schools with semis and a parent troop of 20 people doing everything for them and catering and things like that. So Corey and I saw that and it's like, we can, that's something we have control of. So that was kind of the, what started that with my partnership with the alumni association and helping that and getting those trailers and then getting them wrapped. I'm like, n no one does have that kind of presence coming in. Um, and this year's I'm excited about because even the props in the show is another elevated thing that we haven't had in probably we'll say in a long years, time. Right? Cause we had, I was in color guard with the marching band in high school here at Marion. And we did have a semi, we had right. a purple, semi-trailer and it said Marion marching band across the front the color guard had a changing room in the front of it I mean and we were one of the few at the time that had that coming into a lot of those shows and stuff so. and it shrunk it got down I remember going to a, a football game when I first moved back and there were maybe 13 kids on the field yeah trying to do a marching <clears throat> they, they, that's they 
Yeah, they didn't you know had to, to be with. perfect yeah. with your steps because you couldn't hide any bad marchers. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not in the masses. They're not yeah. in the um, mass. And now we're back up to around 70, 75. I was say we were 70, 75. Right. Yeah. And, and, not and, and, and I was talking to Sue Nicholson the other day about that. And she said, and she kind of opened my eyes. I didn't think about it this way. Back then, how many kids were in that school? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. had 75 in the band. Now we have half that many kids in the school and, and we're there's back 75. To 75. That means band. more, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, but then you're competing against three, four hundreds right. like Lafayette, yeah. Jeff and stuff like that. So yeah. we never won anything, so, but so, so helping, I, so I love to go all in and yeah. I'll leave, I leave work, I brought my work clothes, go straight to the school, start building, doing things like that, as well as supporting it financially. Um, and, and same thing we did for CSA, Iris and I, and Corey did Nutcracker and Iris was a stage manager then. Hmm. Yeah. She says, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's still a passion. I, I obviously uh, it, it's, I've translated what I did in, in technical theater and production work and production management, meeting with a client. What do you want to accomplish? What do we want to do? Custom design something and then go implement it. Mm-hmm. Maybe make budget changes and things like that. And then go implement it. It's nothing different than what I do now with clients. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really translated to be the same thing. So I do still have that passion for the, the showbiz side. So I'll put my hand in anywhere I can. So so you've mentioned um, a lot your production background, but um, I have seen you on the stage. I forgot you were there. Yeah. Yeah. You want, ta- you want to talk about that? Our entire rotary went. <laughs> this is almost a rotary. I think we have a quorum here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost. We almost might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what led you? Did, have you always kind of wanted to get on stage no, or was it, were you conned never, into that or n- never? Uh, <laughs> Did you lose a bet? <laughs> it was, I mean, so Corey worked at Taylor university uh, as a choreographer and musical theater teacher um, professor. And so they do one community show a year where it's not the students so much in it, but it's community members. And, and, and I think it's to, to be, to bring in other people uh, mm. to support that program too. And so uh, Tracy Manning asked me to do that. And Back to my degree, I had to take three semesters of acting mm. as even as a technical student, just because they want to make sure you're well-rounded and know what it's like to be on the other side of that. Um, and I wasn't ever any good at it. Mm. And I had stage fright. I mean, I, I guess I would, I would uh, describe myself as a very outgoing, insecure person. Mm-hmm. Whatever it seems like on the outside, that's not what's going on on the inside. Um, and so I always like a challenge as mm-hmm. you guys may know, um, whether it's adrenaline things or just kind of pushing myself outside the box to do different or better things. So when she said that, I'm like, well, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to memorize stuff, which I'm not good at. So I just said, yes, I, I, it's kind of like that movie with Jim Carrey, you know, yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. Can't say no. And I yeah. just don't say no. And it gets me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> um, but this was a, that was a true blessing because of the subject matter. Um, uh, it's a, I was a father in this play that was, uh, the father of an autistic child and he was 18 years old and, and, and physically much bigger than me, which happens, uh, you know, quite often, uh, you know, autistic children grow up and they become maybe bigger than their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had some violent episodes and, and so then, you know, grandma comes to visit and the dynamic of the, the, the marriage struggles that, that resulted that. Um, so Tracy did it right where I haven't, I mean, I've had some exposure uh, to uh, autistic kids, but not to that depth where we dove into that subject. Mm-hmm. So every week she would have a family come in or a professor come in that, that works with 
uh, with uh, autism and teach us and hear the stories. And it's, it was eye opening to, to, to be able to support something like that. Yeah. I remember going, I mean, we went kind of as a joke. We went, you know, we had dinner before we're all laughing. We can't wait to see Bobby on stage. And I remember leaving, like everyone was really affected. It was a, it was a wonderful play. What was the name of it again? Falling. Falling. And you say you're not a good actor, but it was really, really good. I'm glad they removed the kissing scene. I was supposed to have a, yeah, that that would have, I don't know. (laughs) It would have been weird. Because when I said yes, she said there might be a kissing scene and I'm like, Corey, is what? What do we do here? Are this, we, I don't. Know. Does I don't it know. count? Yeah. Like, what is this? I don't, I don't know. What, how do you prepare for that? Um, so, so they took that part out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've been back for 15 years now. I think 2007. You said you got wow. So, I didn't think about that until you said that. What, what are the boards or community organizations that you've got involved with that you'd say, man, I love it, uh, that part of this community? Uh, yeah, I obviously get, I think CSA was the, probably the most unique because it used both of my skill sets with the finance side and with, uh, the, the technical side and show side. So that was a unique position to be in to actually help the board and help, uh, Mark and then Katie navigate that and, and how to do those things. So that was probably the most fun, right. That, that you're able to do things, two things that you're very passionate about. Uh, but other, other places, um, the alumni association for the high school, um, John Ernest approached me and we had never had one before. So I was kind of one of the, one of the first years for that creation. So that was cool to create that. And we're still, I'm not on the board anymore, but I'm on the homecoming committee to put that together to make a, uh, an all class homecoming weekend is our goal over the next few years. Uh, the creed board, the mayor appointed probably because of the key to the city. I think that got me in. <laughs> the mayor appointed me to what's called the creed board, um, which is uh, a way that the state gives back tax revenue um, for depressed areas for like the RCA closing that area. So we paid for the the boulevard and the, the landscaping, the trees and the kind of the beautification part there um, around the mall area. So it, we, we get, we have gotten, you know, millions of dollars over the years to literally give away um, for revitalization, for improvements, for expansion. So that's been kind of fun to get other people's money, which is our taxpayer money, I guess. I should, but <laughs> to get to get money to give away for good initiatives that we believe in. So that's been fun. Where We Landed is supported today by Mama Pearson's Soporium, located on Main Street in Gas City. Products originally developed by a mom for her children with sensitive skin, everything at Mama Pearson's is created to care for your skin in a safe, all-natural way. From handmade soap, Guinness world record bath bombs to household products, you will leave Mama Pearson's Soporium with all you need to care for your loved ones. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6, and Saturday from 10 to 4, Amy and Pat Pearson are ready to help you find just what you need. Stop by 125 West Main Street, Gas City, Indiana, or reach them online at mamapearsons.com. Thank you to Mama Pearson's Soporium for supporting today's podcast. I'm sure that's fascinating. Um, your two kids, what do they do today? How old are they? Where are they at today? Yeah. Uh, people say I have a baby face, so they don't believe that I'm 47. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old. Uh, Evan is my oldest, and he just finished his first year at IUPUI. Um, he went to, he wasn't sure. He knew he wanted to do something technical must have got that from somewhere <laughs> um but he likes digital storytelling is kind of the i think the path he's chosen um so it's it, it, it involves graphic design video editing uh character creation storylines things like that 
Uh, he's a huge, huge, I can't understate it, overstate it, huge Star Wars fan. Um, and then Paige Brunner's probably second. Um, <laughs> but he's really good at it. And he started even freelancing now doing video editing for, for some companies. Uh, so hopefully that, that snowballs. Uh, but he made the Dean's List Great. for the first year. And he's, awesome. he's he's a smart kid. Um, and Ella is, what's that? Ella is a uh, senior this year at Marion. So again, marching band. She worked at Ashley's Ice Cream for a while. Now she's at Obie's and just loves it. She comes home, smell like barbecue every night though. I don't, I, <laughs> but I have her bring home a few things. Um, but uh, doing well, she actually wants to go into business and uh, entrepreneurship. So she says that uh, she wants to start her own business and uh, run her own business. And then um, maybe, just maybe, Think of maybe being a financial advisor. <laughs> That's going to ask. I, I don't push it. I don't. I really don't because I, I don't want to push Evan to do a technical thing. I, they've got to find their own path, and I want to support that as long as they're happy. Awesome. What are, What are the things that our community? I think you've got a unique perspective growing up here, leaving for a while, coming back. What are the things that we are doing really well in Grant County, and then what are the things that you'd say, man, if we could change this, that would be really good. I think it's almost the same answer, uh, which is kind of the, 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 the pride in the culture helps us in a lot of areas and it hurts us in others. Um, but I think that where I see pride in our community, it is amplified and you know, it's there, um, whether it's taking care of your own property or, or helping other organizations or the, or the synergy between different people or groups. Uh, and then there's other times where that same pride is too much in your own silo and not overlapping enough, uh, where it be the competitiveness, uh, whatever I, I have to get it for me so that you don't have it so that I am better than you, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that it can help and hurt. And, uh, but I, I, I would like to see more pride in, and not, not doesn't take monetary, you know, to, to, to mow the yard, uh, type of thing, but just beautification. I think overall, we, we want it to be an inclusive, beautiful place to come. And we have a highway right down the middle of the town that, which makes, which has its own challenges. You only have so much authority there. Um, but I think that what we've done in the parks is a great example of pride. And, and now it's now people travel along here to see the walkway of lights and, and it's, it's an asset. And the more things we do like that, I think it's going to welcome people to come live here and, st or stay here. We had a mass exodus of people in my generation that left said, I'm, I'm getting out, never come back. Well, I did. And I'm thankful I did. I think you make it what you want. And, and, and you and this room are part of that. I didn't have friends, so to speak, like this anytime growing up. So when I came back here and Iris said, why don't you come to Rotary with me? <laughs> and then Rotary became, that's how I met you. Yeah. Um, and it's now I haven't been back in a while. I know we're all struggling with the being back as we're, it's, you know. it's a time right now we should be there. <laughs> you know, there is that, but I, I am, I'm thankful for the, for the relationships that I've made back here. And, and you go to a larger place and you don't have that. You might have it in, in the office next to you, but you're not going to have that in a community because it's just so large. You don't get to know someone this much being this close. What uh, are some of the, favorite things that you and your family find yourselves doing 
that are here in our community here in Grant County um, that you would maybe take somebody to if they weren't from our community? I love the park. I love being outside. Um, we like kayaking um, or even just going for a walk. Um, but as far as an asset, that, that's, that's a tough question. You can't say, oh, we do this. If you, you know, these, a lot of other mm-hmm. cities that have a lot more resources than we do have a lot of, act, act, I guess, attractions. Ours have to be special to that person or that family um, because we don't have all those amenities. Um, Which is why but, I asked the question yeah. so that we can learn what everybody identifies that they do that they love about this because there's things that I've heard even in these podcasts where I'm like, oh, I never thought about going and doing that. Um, you and I have talked about kayaking and, you know, getting the kids together and going kayaking and seeing what that's like. I've always thought, oh, that sounds like fun, but I never really think about going and doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, the activities or um, whether it's a, the 4th of July in the park to the walkway of lights to families getting together, um, and doing activities together. I'm a, I, I'm a, a, a social person that I, I have to have that. I'm, I'm not just a back porch swinger to sit there and enjoy the peace. Uh, Corey yep. is, Corey's that way. And she loves her, her quiet time, but I've got it. I get, I get fed by other people. Yeah. Does Corey's family still live Highland area or her sisters do. Uh, her parents are in Florida, retired in Fort Myers and uh, her sisters are up North still. Yeah. And, and that was, I think to follow up on Alicia's question. So when they come to town, is there things that you like that they enjoy doing here as out of towners coming into town that you'd say golf? Yeah, they they love to golf. Um, So we try to golf. If I go there, we're trying to golf. If they come here, we're trying to golf. Um, So Arbor Trace and the country club, um, because that's we're on the north side. So that's my house is literally between those two. So it's perfect. Uh, But uh, yeah, yeah, we do that a lot. We we like to go out to eat. We we go to grains and grill or tomahawk or two ease. Um, we like to, we're a destinationer, so we don't mind traveling to go see those things. Mm. And I'm glad what we've seen, I'd say in the past, what, three years, drastic growth of businesses like that. Uh, Destination and, business. And, and small business. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine burgers and brew. Right. That's another yeah. one. Right. Bobby, you mentioned um, over a hundred cousins. Do you have siblings? Are they around here? Yeah. So, Back to that divorced part, right? <laughs> so I'm an only child okay. and I have, uh, so then mom married Phil and he had a son and daughter, Jeremy and Laura from a previous marriage. So those are my step, step siblings. And my dad remarried to Karen and had my brother, Mike. I think you've met Mike. Some, I think so. Um, so he's my half brother. You wouldn't know it. I think if anybody spent time with us, it's kind of the same. Yeah. I mean, he's 11 years younger than me. So for until I, until he got out of college, we really, it was more of just kind of a little, I was the babysitter. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would, I do remember in my, I think it was either my 86 Skyhawk or something cruising around uh, the square or the mall or guest city McDonald's. And I would take my little two-year-old brother because I knew that those the girls, baby oh man, he, he did his job because he was edgy cheeks, blonde hair. They loved him. Uh, so we didn't, as far as connection. And, and how cute you're babysitting your little brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally why I brought him. But, uh, so, so then after college, we really connected and, uh, 
it's two peas in a pod now. He's and, my, and he's, he's, still, he's my big he, little brother because he's a, he was he was a center for the football team, <laughs> and, yeah. and he's eleven years younger than me. And he's he's back here. He right? is. Yep. He is the uh, environmental safety officer at CIE. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Any other? Um, and your your two step siblings are they around here? Laura is in Florida. Um, been there since she um, she's one of the that went that left and said see ya. Uh, she, her dream was to follow Journey. So it was back in the day, um, she was like, I'm going to be, I want, I want to be a roadie and follow journey. Um, her name and my name are together on a plaque in the auditorium at the high school. Uh, we both did stage crew and, and oh, that's uh, cool. the senior, the senior of the year, whatever it was. Uh, so it's kind of cool that both of our names are on there. Um, and then, uh, Jeremy works here in town. So he's still here too. I think he's in the Hudamaki. Okay, great. And I'm going to ask this for everybody because this kind of is a fun question. Um, maybe not. That so always fun. makes me nervous. <laughs> questions you think are fun aren't always. Fun. <laughs> I was going to ask. It's your biggest failure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's asked that question before. <laughs> Let me think. Come up. No. Uh, uh, no uh, I was going to say, what's your biggest pet peeve? And and I was going to ask you guys what your biggest pet peeves are. Mine is you guys making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to be nicer in the future. (laughs) That seems (laughs) not true. (laughs) Any pet peeves you got? Yeah, I have lots. I don't know how much time we have left. How much time do we have? Um, I'm a perfectionist, which I have to have my OCD under control a lot. But it goes along with that is, is just kind of when I see something that somebody can do and they're not doing. And it does, it's just effort. So I guess my pet peeve is lack of effort. That like mediocrity. Yeah. I mean, or it's, I mean, I'll do the same thing with my son. Sometimes if I'm working on something and I'm like struggling with it and you're just standing there looking at me, no, get your hands in here and do it. (laughs) So that kind of pet peeve of, of seeing that, that standing around and not doing thing or not taking initiative to do things that are easily in your control is probably one of my biggest. Mine is uh, along those same lines, lack of follow through. So saying you're going to do something and not doing it. Like it, host the homecoming committee, right? Let's just, let's just I don't know that. what email you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there's no follow through. So, so, yes, yeah, so there's a difference. There's a, a difference between like uh, if you you don't have the capacity to do it, that's fine. But if you say you're going to do it, like that it. that then means something. Like there's yeah, follow through. That's oh. a big one for me. You guys are all like. Up there, my first. There's like people don't use their turn signals. <laughs> Mine is picking their fingernails. What? No, something easy. People, people that use a turn lane as a merge lane. Like oh, that is seriously. Yeah. I think that's a recent annoying. phenomenon, right? I'm like you're blocking everything. What is wrong with yeah. you? Why Fair enough. You, why do you think you're so important? That's I'm going to stand out there with important. my key and stop these people from merging <laughs> using that as a merge lane and see if it does any good. <laughs> So I don't have. <laughs> Corey made me this plaque. Trust me, you shouldn't do this. Excuse me. Excuse me. I don't have any like high yeah. level. Well, I mean, there, there's yeah. lots of things like there's, that that drive I mean, me crazy. But <laughs> I was trying to try something thought- <laughs> something real thoughtful. Yeah. And, what about yeah. you, Scott? You asked it. You must have something on your mind. Well, I shared it. I thought you were going to say something about like you know having to order coffee for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Now that that's, I, I think one of my pet peeves is people making, and not because you guys make fun of me, <laughs> but when people give people a hard time that may 
have some issues in their life that they don't need that hard time at that moment. Mm. Um, and so that, that's probably a pet peeve of mine. I don't have any issues. So you guys keep feeling a little bit of guilt about it. I was going to say, we are your friends and I we know. do it out of love. I, so if there is really something I, going on, I, I believe that I, I was a big guy that got picked on. And then I finally just believed what they said. If, if, they wouldn't pick on if you they didn't like you, if they right? Didn't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why Paige picks on me so much is because he likes me so much that he has to pick on me all the time. I think we've been talking about like what the social media pictures should be going with each episode. I think for this one, it should be Paige holding Bobby. Oh yes, as Simba uh, on, on Lion King night at the tin cap. That came up this week on my uh, Facebook page as like three years ago. So yeah, yeah. That was that was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. My husband's not a social person, and he was disappointed that he had surgery that kept him from going to the Tim Caps game this week. Yeah, we missed both Paige and Bobby, so, and they so. didn't even do the Lion King at all. They didn't do it. I think probably because you weren't there, right? Or because I was there, and <laughs> it's never my belly came again. out. They decided not to do that again <laughs> in case Bobby and Paige are there. Yeah. All right, we've gotten off track. Uh, we're winding down here. Okay. Um, that 45 minutes has flown by, but we do always ask everyone before we go what they are watching, reading and listening to. So other podcasts, books, TV shows, no podcasts. Uh, no, I, I think my, my world or my extra time right now is consumed in just kind of keeping up with, with what's going on in uh, my career right now this year. It's obviously a, a, a volatile year. So I, that my extra time goes to just understanding what's going on so I can help my clients. Yeah. I feel like I've seen a lot less of Bobby this year. Yeah. Yep. It's a bummer. Um, and well, we, we installed a pool a couple of years ago. So my <laughs> other extra time where I try to just not look at anything or read or do or see anyone is just floating. That's, that's my passion right now. I like so it. when I'm down, I've got to be down so that I can be on when I need to be on. We did say er in an earlier episode that people are friends with pools and boats, yeah. right? So those are the friends to have. I'm seeing a pool party in our future. <laughs> you are welcome anytime. <laughs> awesome, well, Bobby. Thank you so much for coming in today, and thanks for all you do in our community. Um, I've gotten to know you through Rotary. And um, I can tell that you have an incredible influence here in a positive way in our community. So thank you for that. For our listeners, uh, we'd love to have you uh, like and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And tell your podcast friends. lingo for you there, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll show you how to do it I'll after we get off air. And, and tell somebody uh, about this episode so they can hear that Bobby was the first time listener this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thanks, Bobby, for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Billy. Have a great week. See ya. Bye. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.